you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the, world. in the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. It's a monster roller coaster with your brain, or whatever the hell he said. Welcome to the show, folks. Hi, Hi folks. I'm Chris Voss with thechrisvossshow.com. Hey, we're coming here with another great podcast. Who knew we'd do another? It's only been uh, 13 years. What are we going on, 14th year or something? Holy crap. I'm getting old for this. Maybe. Do you ever get too old for a podcast? I don't know. Maybe it's possible. Maybe if I die. I'm going to do this podcast from my coffin if I die, people. <laughs> you're just going to tune in, and you're just going to hear, like, worms chewing. And uh, then you're going to be like, this isn't funny at all. And But maybe it'll be funny. It'll be like, ha, 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 he got what's coming to him. I don't know. My trolls will love it. They'll love the podcast then. What a visual. It'll be, it'll be called the Down Under Podcast. Wait, that's that's Australian. Maybe I'll get buried in Australia, and then it'll be a double entendre. Or, I don't know, whatever the hell. I skipped English. I flunked it, actually. Uh, so, guys, welcome to the podcast. We certainly appreciate you guys being here. Uh, we've got an amazing author on the show today. But in the meantime, remember, guilt your friends, uh, relatives, and uh, loved ones into signing up to subscription for the Chris Voss Show podcast. <laughs> uh, guilt is the gift that keeps on giving. Remember that, folks. Uh, I think I think all the ladies know what I'm talking about. Guilt, guilt, guilt and shaming. Uh, keep those guys in line. Uh, so guilt people into setting up the Chris Voss Show podcast. Go to youtube.com forward slash Chris Voss. Go to goodreads.com forward slash Chris Voss. Go to all those places on the internet. It's a big LinkedIn groups, all that stuff that we do. Uh, she is the amazing new author of the book, Called the story of dot dot dot, <laughs> and that's uh, that's that's the dots themselves, not the I forget what they call this, uh, but it's not it doesn't say the story of dot 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 it's dot dot dot. So the story of dot 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 Shirley B. Novak is on the uh, show with us today. She's going to be talking to us about her amazing new book. And uh, it's it's uh, historical fiction. So we're going to get into some of that, and we're going to learn some things. Uh, Shirley is a first-generation daughter of Polish and Roman, or I'm sorry, Roman. She's the daughter of Roman immigrants. Hey, there you go, Shirley. I just opened up a whole Caesar, new venue Caesar, for, yeah, for a whole new book. Great, yeah, Caesar was my great-great-great-great-great-grandfather. <laughs> She's the daughter of Polish and Russian immigrants, not Roman, but I mean, maybe, maybe down the line she was. I don't know. Could be, maybe she's, you know, she's, uh, Caesar or, or, uh, what was that other guy that I, the Stoics that I listened to? Anyway, she originally graduated from Fisher College in Boston with a degree in laboratory science and worked in fetal surgical research. But after marrying and having three children, she went back to school and graduated from Newberry College with a degree in interior design. Well, she's done everything. Uh, now she's an author. And she has a successful interior design practice since 1985, but her passion for writing was never far from the surface. This past year, she became a public published, uh, a public published author of historical fiction. The book, The Story Of, is getting rave reviews, and a second book is in the works. She resides in Framington, Framingham. <laughs> What is going on with me this morning? I can't read for nothing. I, I'm probably Framingham. getting my old Framingham. 
Massachusetts. I mean, she could have been born both places. I don't know. Uh, with her husband, Barry, and their precious Havanese, Stevie Nicks, which is funny because last week we just had the Stevie Nicks biographer on. Welcome to the show, Shirley. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm great. There you go. And, uh, yeah. So give us your dot com so people can find you on the interwebages, please. Um, I, I don't know which one. Okay. Well, there's, uh, probably I'm on Facebook, Shirley Novak author dot com. And then I have, um, S Novak, S N O V A C K and associates dot com. That's my own website. And, uh, Sobino, S-O-B-O-N-O-E at AOL.com. There you go. There you go. This is funny. I, I, there's a note here, actually. You open a seasonal gourmet candy store in Cape Cod to make sure yes. my children will always have summer employment. Do you actually yeah. do the work there? They, well, um, we built a house in a resort area in, mm. on Cape Cod. Mm-hmm. And they had a seasonal marketplace with 24 shops and boutiques, but they had no candy store. Wow. And I really needed an excuse to spend the whole summer there. So I offered to open a candy store, and they had entertainment every night of the week. And Cindy Lauper, in fact, oh, wow. Cindy Lauper was my neighbor. Oh, wow. And one day she came into the candy store. My kids did work it. They ran it, and we were very, very popular. Because who doesn't love candy? candy. And one day Cindy Lauper came in and she she was going on David Letterman the next night and she wanted to bring gifts for everybody, you know, in the band, David Mm -hmm. Letterman. And we had mushroom truffles. Oh, wow. She was very concerned that if kids were watching the show, they would get the wrong idea about the mushroom truffles. Mm. So, um... We said, no, 12 o'clock at night, little kids aren't up. Anyhow, she was leaving for Japan to go on tour, and she asked if I had any boxes. And I said, I do at my house. And so she came over the house, and she took all the boxes on my garage. And my son said to her, who was a little boy at the time, and he said, Cindy, today is my sister's birthday. You want to see what I'm giving her? To which... Cindy reached in her purse and took out her very first tape of True Colors. Oh, wow. I know. I know. And she explained the cover, and she said, I would like to leave this for Abby, who is my daughter. Let me sign it and leave it for Abby for her birthday. But you have to promise to not call any radio stations because Michael Jackson was coming out with his new album in September, and so hers was delayed a couple of months because of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is an amazing, you know. Now, this like, is before oh. True Colors was released? Yes. This wow. was in August. And True wow. Colors came out, I think, November or December. She probably wants a tape back now. That, 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 that still <laughs> gets does. airplay, I think, now, doesn't it? So, so the following night, she goes on David Letterman, and we had put together, like, a can of golf balls. They were chocolate truffle golf, golf balls. And I told her, I said, don't take the chocolate's out of the box until you give it to him. Did I lose you? No, I'm here. Okay. And uh, so the next night she goes on David Letterman and she says, oh my God. And she hits herself in the head and says, she told me to take the chocolate out of the box first. And I didn't, (laughs) but it was very funny. There you go. It was simply sweet. There you go. I I had 
True Colors. Wow, the original tape of that. That's going to be We awesome. have the original tape, and the, co- the cover yeah. was in black and white. I think that song... And her other song, "What Girls Just Want to Have Fun." I mean, it still gets radio play today. I mean, you see, you hear it everywhere. You know, it, she was such a sweet person. Mm-hmm. Um, you have me. I can't find you. Okay, I've gone. Okay, restore. We've anyway, got oh, okay. Um, she was just such a nice person because yeah. they used to have talent contests for the children, and she would always be a judge. Uh, she was just a really nice person. Yeah. So. yeah, she seems. She's always seemed really nice. Uh, I see her doing that Cialis commercial, not Cialis, but uh, it's a thing for the skin Scrosis, condition. Uh, Scrosis. Yeah. Scrosis. Yeah. Scrosis. yeah, yeah. Would not want to have that. So let's get into your book. Let's talk about your book. What motivated you want to write this book? Um, I'm just trying to find you back again. I because I don't have probably one of the straight. tabs that are that are up there. Uh, I'm looking. Okay. Now, anyhow, um, I could. I always knew I could write, mm-hmm. and my father had a very unusual story, and mm-hmm. um, I always wanted to write it, but I wanted to make it fiction. I wanted to make it nonfiction because mm. I have a brother who's a historian, and he insisted I make it nonfiction. Oh. But it wasn't that interesting, nonfiction. And I started it about 10 years ago, but then I put it down, and then I picked it up, and I put it down, and I decided that it was going to have to become non, it was going to have to become historical fiction. Mm. And I had, and once I began, which was two years ago, once I started writing, it just flowed. It just came out of me. Mm. And it was like something took over, and every day I would just write, write, write. And it was uh, it's a good story. I mean, my father, the, the first three or four chapters of the book are true, where my father was raised by a very nasty, horrible tyrant of a father, but a sweet and loving mother. There you are. Okay. Um, and when he was 12 years old, his mother died. Mm-hmm. And his he had a younger brother who was nine. His father took he and his brother and put them in the care of a brothel and said, I'm going to America and I will send for you when I have enough money. Mm. While he was in the brothel, he was raped by a Polish soldier. Oh, my God. Yeah, when he was 15. And uh, the rest of the story is that this is all true. And then he came to this country. Mm-hmm. And um, I had the good misfortune of meeting his father in my lifetime, and he was as evil as they came. Wow. So the only the only names in the book that are not made up are his mother, his stepmother and his father, because they don't deserve it. They, they deserve to be known as the horrible people they were. Wow. So, so you're kind of outing some uh, people you didn't like then. Oh, I hated them. But I wow. didn't make them out to be any nicer in the book. Wow. They were horrible people. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I started with that, and that gave me a good foundation um, to start with. And then the rest of it, I was it was easy to make up a lot of it because I think I had a good beginning. Mm-hmm. So and how long overall did it take you to write the book? Once I began, I'd say a year. Wow. There you go. 
There you go. I'd say a year. And I actually went to Ellis Island and I found my father oh, on wow. Ellis Island. And uh yeah. Wow. And there there you yeah. go. Quite quite the history. And so and so uh what what are some of the things or tease outs we can tease out about the story and and some of the plot that goes on? Well, my father came to America and at fifteen years sixteen years old he was told he could not stay with his parents. He had to get a job and move out and be in his own. Mm. And all he wanted to do was go to school. He really wanted an education, but his father said, no way. Wow. So he learned to trade, and he became a very well-known furniture maker. Mm-hmm. This is true. And so in the story, I have him maybe 20 years later being approached in his shop, and it turns out it was the Polish soldier who raped him. Wow. And that's not that unusual that that could happen because so many people immigrated to Boston. Wow. So That's incredible. That, so then I, I, that did not happen, actually. Oh, it didn't actually happen. Okay. No, that part so, did not happen. That I was like, happened. wow, that's a hell of a freak of fate. All yeah, right. so then the rest is about the- getting revenge on the Polish soldier. And oh, really? The twists and turns, and there's a love story in there, of course, and there's murder and mayhem. Murder and mayhem, you say. Murder, murder and mayhem. Murder, you say. Murder and mayhem. Yeah. My my two favorite things in Vegas. I don't know what that means. But he um, he, he was just the sweetest, nicest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, he died on his funeral was on the Fourth of July years ago, and we thought no one would come to the funeral because it was the Fourth of July when three hundred people showed up. Wow. And 300 people went to the cemetery and 300 people came back to my house. It was, it was such an homage to him. And the eulogies that they gave were, <laughs> they were very funny because he did not care. I mean, he always wore like overalls and t-shirts and jeans and t-shirts. It was part of his profession, but he cared about not going gray. Hmm. So when he died, we found, um, what is what is the hair dye for men? Uh, hair hair clip for men or hair, hair whatever. Uh, no, it was like um, it was. Yeah. We found hair dye in his in his night table drawer. <laughs> that he cared about, but nothing else. I mean, he wow. was funny. He was just a very nice, sweet guy. And what he taught his children is that no matter what you do, you have to be respectful. Hmm. You have to be honest, and you have to be respectful. And you have to be educated. Yeah, that's true. Education is good. I've learned that. Yep. And um, that's what he did. So I thought he deserved a book. There you go. There you go. So is he the main uh, character in the book then? Yes. There you go. There but you his, go. Na- his name is Jacob in the book, and that was not his name. Mm-hmm. What, what sort of lessons do you think people are going to come away from? Uh, do you think they're going to learn anything from the book or or uh concepts you know we talked in the we talked uh, in the pre-show in the green room about how the title of the book is the story of dot 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 uh let's uh, let's cover also why you named it that because so many people that came to this country at the beginning of the 20th century were immigrants from eastern europe and they all have a story mm. you know there are so many stories i think my father's is more unusual because he was raped 
you know, that does not come into play <laughs> most most times. But um, other than that, the stories are just people did what they had to do to survive. Mm. And they had great work ethics. Mm-hmm. And um, you either became a criminal or you became a respected immigrant. <laughs> it was one or the other. And um, he he just was very highly respected and never made waves. Mm-hmm. And so he has a book. <laughs> and, there you go. There and you go. I loved it. I loved doing it. And I've already started my second book. Now, is the second book going to be a continuum of the story or a complete um, Following story? his family. Oh, okay. So the next generation legacy? The next generation, but it's totally fiction. Huh. Totally fiction. No historical totally fiction. fiction this time? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I think, well, yeah. I'd say 95% fiction, mm. but of course, I draw from what I know. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, so it starts with his funeral and then it moves on from there, but it's all fiction. Wow. Well, maybe, you know, you, you establish a character that you can keep writing through several books, maybe. I want, I want a movie. Oh, there you go. Movie. movie I want a life. movie. There you go. The story of, I mean, it sounds like a great movie title. Yeah. Well, people keep keep saying to me, um, you know, this would make a great movie. Mm -hmm. I've already got a cast. (laughs) I just don't have anyone to write it for me. But um, it's a matter of time until somebody uh, comes along and throws a option behind it from uh, Hollywood. Yeah, it's stuff. getting great. I mean, really stellar reviews. I, yeah. I just, I, I'm amazed. Yeah, here's the here's one off of Amazon. The story of by Shirley uh, Novak uh, captured me on on page one. It didn't release me until the last page, and epilogue on page two forty nine. Uh, it t- uh, she brings us to Poland in the early nineteen hundreds with the life of a small boy who lives in poverty, but worse, lives with an uncaring and Hateful father. Wow. Crazy. I mean, dropping kids off at a brothel to escape Jewish persecution and flee to America. It's kind of crazy. You dump your kids at a brothel. <laughs> so we, we try to figure out how he knew about the brothel. But when his wife died, he he probably went there like every week. Oh, okay. And he probably figured the women there, you know, they, you know, women good at taking care of kids. So... <laughs> Dumped them all. I don't know. I just would not leave my kids at a brothel. I mean, I mean, that's well, just I, I like wouldn't treat my kids the way he treated them. Anyhow, he wow. was he treated his grandchildren the same way. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. We would go to visit him um, on weekends when I was a little girl, mm-hmm. and it could be snowing out, it could be pouring out, and he would raise his cane and threaten to hit us if we came in the house. Uh, I do that to the neighborhood children. I'm, do you do that? I become known as Clint Eastwood's "get off my lawn" sort of people but on social media mostly. But I wave my cane at them. And, you I, I should send my kids to your house. It's- no, don't please don't. No. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean I like kids as long as there's somebody else's. <laughs> That's how I work. No, I, I was with, born I to be a mother. Them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mother's, being a mother is a great thing. So, uh, what can we? What else can we tease out about the book? Any interesting other plot twists that take place that uh, we can tease out? I mean, with no, with novels, they're kind of hard because you can't really give away too much in the middle and the end. I know, like you can with a historical book. Well, or at at the beginning books. of the book, so I'm not giving too much away. He goes to Ellis Island, mm-hmm. 
and he was quarantined there because they thought he had tuberculosis. Yeah. And they kept him there for several weeks. Mm-hmm. And this did not, ha- he meets a nurse there that he falls in love with and take it from there. There you go. There you go. He so hasn't seen a- her for years. So there's still a love story somewhere in here? There are two love stories in there. Ah, there you go. There you go. Well, an interesting journey and in, in, uh, history right of your family. What, is, what does your family think about it, uh, those who are still around? Well, my brother, the historian, mm-hmm. who's published 14 books. Oh, wow. He He's still stuck on the fact that it's fiction. <laughs> <laughs> but right. he gave me kudos. He said that he really enjoyed reading it. Well, tell him to write his own damn book if he doesn't like it. I've asked him to write me the dirty novel my whole <laughs> life. I've said, this is, you know, he, his book on Obama just came out. That's his oh. last book. Oh, there you go. There yeah. There you go. He's a tried and true Democrat. And- okay. Okay. And so he put out a book on Obama. We had a speechwriter for Obama on the show. We've had a number oh. of people from all the White Houses, Nixon. I think. I don't know if we've had anybody on from Ford. We had, I think we had some people on from Reagan. We had a couple of people on there. They advised about six White Houses uh, for foreign policy and stuff. So we had some interesting people on the show. But it's always interesting, the, the work that goes in behind it. Um, so uh, planning a second book, do you uh, see books beyond the second book, or are you taking them one book at a time? One one book at a time. I'm old. That's that's how I am. It took me 54 years to write my first book. and uh, It took me 75 going, it took you 70, you're not 75. I'm 76. Oh my gosh, you're really young looking. Um, yeah, I, I, I joke that uh, since I waited till 54 to write my first book at this pace, I'll be 108 when I write my second one. And you haven't done your second one yet? <laughs> no, we're still working on all the concepts. There's a lot of ideas kicking around. And, but look, uh, look what you're doing. Yeah, podcast. You've got a major podcast. Yeah, 13 years. You meet wonderful people. I do. I meet the most wonderful people. We'll do three podcasts today. And uh, I learn so much from everybody. It's it's interesting. I get to talk to people about their lives and their journeys. And and uh, it's cool. Uh, you know, you could probably, probably, you could probably pack everything in. You should probably just put all my interviews in a book or all my best interviews in a book. The best interviews of the Chris Foss Show. I yeah. No. There you go. I don't know. Does anyone going to read that? I don't know. You guys can write me and tell me. Uh, <laughs> anything more we want to tease out or touch on uh, about the book? Um, I'm afraid to give away too much. Yeah, you can't give away too much. There are a lot of twists and turns in it, and it, you know, it, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's one of those things with novels. It's just there's not a lot you can tell because otherwise, you know, you. Like, you know, so what happens at the end? You know, and you're like, well, no one's going to buy the book now. They know the ending. So that's, that's kind of. No, I know. I mean, ending the book was probably the hardest part for me. Really? Yeah. I had a, I did it as an epilogue. Okay. Okay. So you think the book's over and then there's an epilogue. Uh, Is the epilogue a lead into the next book? No. Okay. Well, that's. That's kind of a tease out there. We we got to find out what that is now. We got to go buy the book. You got to go read the the end of the book, and then then you don't have to read anything else. So, is it hard to be a first time author? Did you? uh, I I have never. I everyone says, "Oh, it's so hard. How did you get published? It's ridiculous. Uh You know, you must have sent it to a million publishing companies." I didn't want to self publish. 
but I couldn't just go to Random House or Simon and Schuster and say, "Hi, here I am." Yeah. You know, I've got a book. They would throw it out. They wouldn't even look at it. So I, I did my due diligence, and I found a publishing company that does hybrid publishing, mm-hmm. which is they do everything from soup to nuts. However, you have to put a little bit of money up front. Mm-hmm. And I mean really a little money. Mm-hmm. And they don't take a dime until you've made that back. Oh, wow. That's pretty darn good. I know. And they were just a delight to work with. Um, mm-hmm. From the edit, They let me design my own cover. That's, that's good. A lot of big publishers don't let you pick the title or design that. your cover. No. Yeah. I've had people on the show. They're like, I'm like, that cover's really cool. And they go, yeah, I don't like it. I don't. I wish that I didn't have to deal with it, but I didn't have a choice. And I'm like, what do you mean you have a choice? <laughs> I'm like, they're like, no, no that, they, they don't let you design your own cover. <laughs> um, that's what I was told. But they asked me what I wanted the cover to look like, and I, I described it exactly to them. Mm-hmm. And it took about two tries before they got it exactly like what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 one of those things where, like, with my cover – I worked really hard on it, and uh, and and I'm like, if I gotta sign this thing and talk about it for the rest of my bloody life, um, I'm having the cover I'm proud of because I don't want to be that guy like five years from now going, I really hate this fucking cover. <laughs> no, but everyone loves the cover. Everyone told me that this is what really drew them to it. Yeah, it's beautiful. Is the cover? Yeah, and um, yeah, there it is. It's uh, yeah. It's got uh, two immigrant-looking young men, I think. Yeah, they're going off to the brothel. Oh, they're going off to the brothel. They're, it, it, I was going to ask, are they in uh, Poland? Is that uh, yeah. Not in Poland? Yeah, they're in Koretz. Wow, crazy, man. Stories of, of being left at a brothel. Maybe I should ask my dad why he never left me at a brothel. He he's, he left me on the side of the street with a pin on a couple times. Please <laughs> take him. I think that was my mom that did that. And you were 24. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was 24. I, I don't know. They were doing that. My mom was one of those people back in the 70s who would leave the kids in the car when she went to the grocery store. And the hillside string was running around. You know, back then, people just let their kids we in the car. We all did that. Yeah. But my mom would put a, uh, a sticker on the window saying, uh, take one, take all, <laughs> free, free. You know, she put on Craigslist too, the free list. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't have computers back then. Um, yeah, when I think about things we used to do back in the sixties, mm-hmm. you know, it we trusted everybody. Yeah, it was it was kind of a weird time because we the hillside stringers running around Southern California, and we're just like, Mom, there's like killers and there's all sorts of seventies revolutionary crap going Wait, on. Wait, I lived a few blocks away from where the Boston Strangler struck. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, you you could have. You missed yeah, I was out. dating a young man who lived across the street from where he killed wow. someone. Wow. Good old Albert DeSalvo. Yeah. Wow. Craziness. Well, it's been interesting to have you on. Uh, anything more we want to tease out about the book before we go? Nothing about the book. I think I've, I've covered as much as I want to give away. I just want people to buy it and read it and learn how, you know, the value of life lessons education, um, and nothing is impossible because these people came away with nothing and built lives and had children, educated them, and they became successful. 
Yeah. You know, it's, it, it, it's a good immigrant story. I mean, this, this country is a nation of immigrants. My great grandfather came to this country from Germany, uh, in the 1800s, late 1800s. And, uh, and built their lives. They built their homes. My, my grandfather built his second home and I think his first home in Green River, Wyoming, but they built their own homes. Like they just, they're just like, Hey, we need a home. Oh, we'll just build it. <laughs> You're just like, like nobody does that anymore, right? You know, you, especially. Are you especially the first generation? Uh, I my grandfather came. My great grandfather came from Germany, so uh, there was my grandfather, my father, and then me. So is that third or fourth? Mm-hmm. I don't. I get lost. I, I just. I just call my great grandfather, but <clears throat> I'm named after him. So there's that. Uh, well, Caesar was my great 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 great. There you go. I mean, I just. I just invented a whole new third series book for you in history didn't we all come from caesar or roman times or something marcus aurelius was the name i was looking for either well thank uh, you very much for coming on the show uh surely we really appreciate it thank you for having me there you go uh you ever you ever those people that when they say surely you must and you you do the whole don't call me thing, surely don't call me surely don't call me surely i would do that all the time if i was named yeah surely. i do there you I go do. there you go uh give us your dot coms or wherever you want people to find you on the interwebs please um, Sobono, S-O-B-O-N-O-E at AOL.com and, um, S Novak, N-O-V-A-C-K and A-N-D associates.com. There you go. She's and the author. On Facebook. Okay. Uh, and on Facebook. Uh, and she's LinkedIn the- and Twitter and Instagram and There you go. Is, is it under your specific name on all those? Shirley Novak. There you go. Yep. There you go. Uh, look her up uh, and order the book wherever fine books are sold. The story wherever fine uh, books are sold. There you go. Stay with his alleyway bookstores because uh, you might, you know, get stabbed or robbed or you know you need might need a tetanus shot after you go into one. Uh, they're kind of dark <laughs> and damp. Anyway, the story of dot 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 came out uh, December twenty first, twenty twenty one. Surely be Novak. Check it out. Order up wherever fine books are sold. Uh, thanks for tuning in, folks. We really appreciate you guys. Uh, be sure to go to our, all our places on the web and refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives. And thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Chris. And that-